You're listening to a podcast from Victory. A man was deeply broken in both mind and body, but Jesus healed him and renewed his life, and he proclaimed what Jesus had done for him. Listen to more of this message in week two of our series, Renew. This is really interesting for us, and later on as we read, uh, we're going to uh, unpack this story and see how this relates to us and what, what God's message is for us today. So if you have your Bible with you, we're going to read from Mark chapter 5, and we're going to read eight verses today. Okay? Mark chapter 5, verse 1 to 8. <clears throat> Jesus heals a man with a demon. Verse 1, they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the garrisons, and when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him, uh, there met him out the tombs a man with unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain, for he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart, and he broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. And crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. For he was saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. Let's just pray right now. Lord, we... Thank you for this word and the things that you're going to reveal to us this afternoon. We thank you that your word will not bring only information but transformation in our, in our own lives. Lord, we thank you that you are the God who heals. You're the God who delivers and the God who sets us free. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that there will be freedom that we're going to experience even today right here at this very moment. As we listen to your word and receive a revelation for who you really are and what you can do in and through our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, uh, let me start with verse 2 because we're introduced to this man who encountered Jesus and the Bible says he's a man with unclean spirit. In other translation, he's a demon-possessed man. And uh, I think one thing that's clear to all of us is that we are not only physical beings, we're also spiritual beings. There is a physical realm, there is a, a spiritual realm, and there are things that can be seen, and there are things that cannot be seen, but we can experience. Like the air that we breathe, and uh, yung, alam natin, even though we can't see it, but we know there is air in this room. And the evidence of that is that you and I are alive today. And without it, we will not survive um, even with uh, hope and love and faith, these things are things we cannot see, but we can experience. We know if it's present in a relationship or in a family. We know if it's not there, we, we can understand the whole faith and love. We can even define it, but we can't personally see it. And so in the same way with us, uh, we have a body and we have soul and we have spirit. Now, the physical affects the spiritual, and the spiritual affects the spiritual, just like what we can see in this story, okay? Uh, we all believe there is a Holy Spirit, right? How many of you here believe there is a Holy Spirit? S- the Spirit of God. So, if, if there is a Holy Spirit, there is also such thing as unclean spirit. 
And the, that's the devil and the demons that we're looking at here today. Now, there are two extreme responses that we can uh, make when it comes to the devil. Okay? One is to deny. And there are some people, I've talked to some, who, are, who don't believe about the supernatural. Sabi nila, modern age na tayo, pastor. Uh, everything can be explained by science. If I can see it, I won't believe it. There are people who deny the existence of the spiritual of the spiritual realm, but there are also people who believe, and it, they are extreme. They magnify the the devil and the demons. Everything is the demon or the devil. Okay, late tayo sa church. Demonyo to. Okay, ang hirap ng parking ngayon. Thirty minutes na demonyo to. Or mami bagsak ako sa school. Demonyo to. Okay, lahat na lang, di ba? We blame it on the devil. Now, that's the two extreme that we can, uh, extreme response we can have when it comes to, and I think the healthy response is for us to not deny the devil because he's real, but also not to magnify him because God is so much bigger and stronger and more powerful than him, right? Kaya, I mean, before, I, when I was reading this, I was reminded of my childhood because when I was younger, I'm afraid to stay in the dark. Ilan sa inyo dito takot kayo dati sa dilim? Yung marami kayong nai-imagine. May lalabas sa ilalim ng kama nyo, may hihigit ng paa nyo, may tikbalang sa bintana. Yung lahat na lang, no? we are so scared. But you know, even though I'm scared, if my brother is with me, I don't normally stay in the dark, but if my brother is with me, I can stay in the dark. I can walk in the dark. You know, parang siga lang. Basta may kasama ka na alam mo, mas malaki o mas, mas ma, malakas sa'yo. You know, I, that, that's why it's really so good to meditate Psalm 23. The Bible says, If the Lord is your shepherd, even if you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil. Because there is somebody bigger and stronger and more powerful than whatever is out there. If God is our shepherd, then we can be uh, brave. Now, uh, let me just uh, define that word possess because uh, now we don't normally encounter that today. But in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, it can actually mean three things. One is to be owned. Okay? Uh, meaning you are completely controlled by something, your own, okay? And uh, for Christians, good news for us, if you are in Christ and if you have the Holy Spirit, this can never happen to you. Because you have been rescued from darkness, there's no way you can be demon-possessed. But that's not the only meaning of the word possessed, not only owned, but also influenced, okay? Influenced. And the devil can influence us in three ways, whether through lies, whether through temptation or whether through accusation. Okay? Uh, I don't know what lies you used to believe about God. Like, si Lord, hindi mapagkakatiwalaan. Si Lord, hindi siya mabait. Uh, si Lord, it doesn't exist. Uh, these lies can actually uh, separate us from God. Temptation. Ilan sa inyo dito, everyday, nakaka-encounter kayo ng temptation. Okay? Ilan sa inyo dito, may katabi mukhang lapitin ng temptation. Okay? I mean, lahat, we are, no one is exempted, even us. Even though we have the title of a pastor, we are every day encountering temptation because the devil it never rests. 
In fact, the Bible says He's always looking for an opportune time. That's why we cannot drop our guards and He will grab every opportunity, every opening that we give Him in order to entice us. Temptation is like bribery, bribing us to do something wrong in exchange for something of value to us. Or maybe it's an accusation. Sometimes, you know, you hear this uh, voice, not really here, but you have these thoughts. Now, how many of you here, kung yung katabi nyo, bigla nalang magsalita sa inyo ngayon, tapos sabihin sa iyo, wala kang kwenta. Wala kang pag-asa, walang nagmamahal sa iyo, kahit Diyos ayaw sa iyo. Mabuti pang mawala ka. Ilan sa inyo dito, pag narinig niyo yung katabi nyo, you know instantly something's wrong with that person. And you will run away, right? <laughs> Alam mo na, guard! <laughs> you know, we, so we know it's not from God, but you know, the problem with the devil, with the unseen, is sometimes we think it's us. But these are thoughts sometimes that's coming sometimes coming like a flood, accusing us of many things. And we don't resist, but the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And not only owned or influenced, but another meaning of the word possess is to be dominated. And I think the case of the demon-possessed man is he's owned completely. For many of us, maybe we're influenced. That's why we cannot pursue God. We're always influenced to do what is contrary to God's will. But dominated meaning we, are, we have given up to so many temptations and we believe so many lies to the point that we are already dominated. Our emotion, our thoughts, and it's manifesting in our words and in our actions. One example of that in the Bible is Ananias when they sold the property and uh, did not give the whole amount to the apostles. They kept back part of the money and when, when they're giving the offering, the apostle said, how can Satan has so filled your heart? They have given up to so many temptation already that they've been dominated. I think this is the level of the devil's influence in our lives. And what we see here is already the, the extreme where there is demonic manifestation and there is supernatural strength. Maybe... Most of us, 99% of us, will not go to that level of being owned, but it makes no difference with being dominated in influence. Because the goal of the devil is not for us to be owned, to bring us to that level. His goal is to steal, kill, and destroy. And whatever will work for you, that's what he's going to use. You know, I, uh, there's this quote from one pastor. He said, Tomorrow's choices... Uh, yesterday's choices is tomorrow's chains. Yesterday's choices are tomorrow's chains. And one, first question I ask when I read this story is, how long had he been in this condition? You know, the thing about being demon-possessed is it's not something that happens overnight. Hindi ito yung parang may bigla lang may tumalo na spiritu sa'yo tapos bigla ka Tenet. Hindi ganito to, no? Minsan napapanood natin sa movie, parang, uy, na-demon possess siya, pumasok lang ng haunted house. No, it's not like that. It's a journey. It's from one lie to another, from one temptation to another, from one accusation to another, until we find ourselves dominated. That's what happened to this man. And in verse 3, 
it says, No one, he lived among the tombs and no one could bind him anymore. And no one had the strength to subdue him. No one. I mean, everyone tried, but everyone failed. Nothing worked. No, most of the time, I, I would tell people my age kasi napapagkamalan ako laging high school. Sarili, you know? Wala naman nagsasabi. But sometimes, I, I preached last Friday to some of our high school students in our youth service in Burger King, Connecticut area. And I was talking to these high school students and I, I told them, I'm 39 years old and I think I've lived long enough to know that there will be situations in our lives that the only solution will be divine intervention. There will be things in our lives that no matter how much we plan or save or exercise, uh, there, there are just things that we cannot control. Sickness can happen. Bankruptcy can happen. Bad economy can happen. Bad weather can happen. Conflict can happen. And these are just some things that sometimes we cannot plan. Unknown cause. And situations like this reminds us that we are not as wise and strong and great we think we are. In fact, sometimes it's good to be in situations like this so we will be reminded that there is a God. That apart from God, we really have nothing. And we cannot live our lives separated from God. And that's what happened to this man. No one could help him anymore. And maybe for some of you here, maybe for some parents, maybe you have rebellious teenagers that you cannot control anymore. Now, the lesson today is not, not that they are demon-possessed. Okay? Para sinasabi ko na may demonyo. Ang aking ana. No, no. May, there are things like that na parang ginawa ko na lahat, dinala ko na sa church, pinagsabihan ko na, minahal ko na, pero here is this teenager out of control. And there are things in life that the only solution will be divine intervention. And that's what this man had, had experienced. Now, he broke the chains and broke the shackles. Can you imagine? Lahat na ginamit nila, no? Kinadena na siya, tinali na siya, but nothing worked. He would always break the chains. You know, when, when, one thing that God showed me in this story is that he is externally free, but he's internally bound. This guy had a false sense of freedom. And I think we can all relate with that because there are many people today who are externally free, they think, but internally they are taken captive. Because real freedom is not having the ability to do whatever we like. Real freedom is having the power to do what is right. Because not everything we want to do is right. Not everything we want to do is beneficial to us and not everything we do is pleasing to God. So real freedom is not just having the ability to do whatever we like. And some people think that's freedom. I have freedom. I can do whatever I want. I can try everything. But that's not real freedom. Real freedom is having the power to do what is right. And you know, that's what I feel like about this series. 
Even today, today, as we hear the word, how many of you know that hearing the word of God, every time we hear the word, something happens inside of us? Faith is being released to us. Wrong mindsets are, are, are broken. And the same way today, I just feel like God wants to really set free many of us here today. Maybe for, for some of us, this is not our case. It's not this demonic possession, but maybe for some of us here, we are really struggling with a, a temptation. We're struggling with a lie. We're struggling with accusation. We're struggling with unforgiveness. Maybe we're struggling with greed or pride or lust. Whatever that is that you're struggling with, I feel like God wants to set you free. In fact, the Bible says the reason He came is to destroy the devil's work. Because God's desire for us is not to stay where we are. God's desire for us is to become more like Christ. And God wants to set us free. Maybe that's wrong perspective. Maybe that's a negative mindset that is stopping us from living the life that God wants us to live. I used to have wrong mindsets about people, about authority figures that kept me from developing healthy relationship. And God had to come and just break that so that I can be set free. I believe God wants to set us free today. You know, in verse uh, 6 to 7, Jesus, and, and this is one thing that, I, that, that really struck me in verse 6 and 7, because when the devil saw Jesus from afar, the Bible says, this demon, okay, natakot siya, tumakbo na siya kay God, kay Jesus, Nag-bow down, you only bow down when there's somebody greater than you. He bowed down and then sabi niya, Jesus, Son of the Most High God. You know, sometimes demons have better theology than most Christians. And some demons revere God more than some Christians. Mas okay pa siya, alam niya kung sino si Lord. And alam niya kung anong kaya gawin ni Jesus. But some Christians, they don't know who Jesus is. They still doubt, are you really the Son of God? Are you really all-powerful, all-wise, all-knowing, all-sufficient, all-powerful God? And sometimes we doubt, but this demon, there's no doubt about it. He was actually trembling. He said, please don't send us to the abyss. Don't torment us. This demon is taking it seriously. The only difference is that this demon, the only difference with demons and real Christians is they don't have repentance and lordship. They believe mentally, but they don't turn away from their sin and receive Christ as Lord over their lives. That's why if our faith is only here, the kind of faith we have is the same as the demons. Unfortunately, not all people who go to church have genuine faith. But I believe God wants to bring us to that place wherein we will not just believe God mentally, but we will believe God with all our heart. Jesus, you are the Lord. Now, the demons were, when, when they saw Jesus, Hindi sila nakipaglaban, no? Nagpaalam lang sila, pwede ba ilipat mo na lang kami sa mga baboy? You know, we did not read uh, the rest of the verses here because it's too long. Maybe you can read that at home. 
But these demons made a request. Can you please send us to the herd of pigs? Kaya lang, paglipat nila doon sa mga baboy, yung mga baboy, tumalo naman sa cliff, di ba? Tapos, dalunod sila. Siguro nung nilipat sila, nung nasa loob na sila ng baboy, hindi pala maganda dito. So, sabi nila, sige, diretso na lang tayo sa impyerno. <laughs> Umalis na sila, no? They, were, they, they also died, all the pigs. But you know, they had no choice. When they had an encounter with Jesus, they had no choice but to leave. You know, when, if we allow Jesus to come into our lives, darkness will disappear. Because when light and darkness collides, light is stronger and more powerful than darkness. If we allow Jesus to come in, hindi lang yung, sige Lord, I believe, but I'm not sure if I'm ready. No, if we allow Jesus to come in, into our lives, then the darkness will disappear. I like this quote from Rice Brooks. From uh, his book, he said, The existence of evil is not the evidence of God's absence in the universe, but evidence of His absence from our lives. And sometimes we think, Lord, I've been in this situation for a long time and nothing's happening. You are, are you really alive? Are you really real? He's real. But if we are not, allowing Him to come and rule and reign over our lives. You know, in Mark uh, 5, verse 14 to 15, down to the last part of the story, another interesting thing that happened is that when they saw the man freed from the, the, the demonic spirit, you would expect the people to really like celebrate and praise God and worship God and say, Lord, grabe, baka... But that's not what happened. You know, in verse 14 to 15, and then 17, the herdsmen fled and told it in the city and in the country. The people who witnessed what happened went around, called the people so that they came, and people came to see what it was that had happened. And they came to Jesus and saw the demon-possessed man, the one who had had the legion. Because he was asked, Sabi, who are you? Jesus asked the, the man with the demons, uh, spirit And the demon said, My name is Legion, for we're many. Legion in the Bible can be 6,000 soldiers. We don't know if he's telling the truth because he's a demon. So, the, and they, uh, they saw the demon-possessed man, the, the man who had had the legion, sitting there clothed and in his right mind, right mind, and they were afraid. Verse 17, And they began to beg Jesus to depart from their region. So here's this guy, dati, out of control, siguro naglalaway, oh, nakakatakot, pero ngayon, he's clothed, he's covered, he's perfectly sane, sitting at the feet of Jesus, taking down notes, just like you today. Just like you and me, di ba? Ngayon, nandito na tayo ngayon, di ba? Well, we're set free. How many of you here, you'd been set free by Christ? You'd been set free. How many of you are still manifesting today? We're set free. But they asked Jesus to leave their region. I'm just imagining why. Maybe because they is, this is the first time they encountered something like this. The power, the authority. And then when they saw the 2,000 pigs, gone, dead, 
maybe the owner of this business, they said, this is bad for business. And so they asked him, please leave the region. Some people, some of them, they value their way of life and their business more than Jesus. They don't know how is this going to, what's going to happen, where is this going to lead. And so they are unsure. They don't know who Jesus is. So their response was, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Rather than, who are you? I want to know you. I want to experience you in my life. Last verse, and then we're going to end in Mark 5, verse 18. You know, the people were, the people requested Jesus to leave because they were afraid. They were dominated by fear. That's why it only shows us that in this story, it's not only the demon-possessed man who needs deliverance, but everyone in the city. It's not just this demon-possessed man who has a level of influence and domination by the devil, but it's everyone in the city who's dominated by fear. That's why when this man asked Jesus, yung demonyo nag-request, sabi ni Jesus, approve. Itong, ba, itong tao na to nag-request, sabi niya, no. What's the request? In verse 18, as he was getting into the boat, talking about Jesus, the man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him. And he did not permit him, but said to him, go home to your friends. And tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And everyone marveled. Siguro sa mind niya, you know, I've experienced the grace of God, the love of God. All I want to do now is to live for you. All I want to do now is to be with you forever. So Lord, can you please add me to your 12? Make me the number 13. Can I just hang out with the Christians every day? Can I just go with you and listen to all your sermons every day? Jesus said, the motive is right, but your idea of living for God is wrong. If you want to live for me, this is not the way. Just be with me all the time. Just be with the Christians all the time. If you want to live for me, go back and tell others about me. Go to your friends. Go to your family because there are so many people in the city who also needs to be delivered. They are influenced. They are dominated. For some of them, they are possessed. They need to be set free. And guess who's going to do that? Not me. I just demo to you. But now that you're free, you do it for others. You know, if you think about it, he's just saved for a few hours. He's freshly saved, no Bible training yet, but now he's being commissioned to be the preacher of the gospel. You know why you can preach the gospel and testify for Christ even though you're just saved for a few hours? You know why? Because it's never about you. It's always about Jesus. It's never about what you've done. Siguro gusto niyang umalis doon kasi everybody knows me. They know the bad things I've done. Jesus said, no, you don't need to be ashamed of what happened to you. In fact, use what happened to you to testify how much God has done for you. Don't hide your past. Use it to be your testimony. That even though you're possessed, God delivered you. And God gave you hope. It's not about how perfect you are or how good you are, 
but how good our God is. That's why Jesus said, go. You know, if you study the Bible, some of the greatest evangelists in the Bible are people who came from the darkest places. Not people who have perfect track record from childhood to adulthood. It's always people who came from the darkest places. And God commissioned them to go and make disciples. And my encouragement for us today is if God can use a demon-possessed man, He can definitely use you. Can you please look at the person seated next to you? Tell that person, Pwede ka gamitin ni Lord. How many of you here, you know there are people in your circle of influence who needs to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ? Who needs to receive hope? You know, one last thing. The Bible says he, keep on, he kept on cutting himself. How many of you know that if the devil wanted, want him dead, the devil could actually kill him right there? But he can't. You know why? Because the reason he's still alive is because God still have a purpose for his life. You can't kill this guy. And I want to encourage you today, no matter how dark, no matter how seemingly hopeless or out of control your situation is, no matter how difficult it is, there is still hope. And God still have great things in store for you and me. Amen? Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.